What the hell was that? We're sitting down. Tommy's here with me. We're going to do a Night Shift Red edition after possibly one of the worst performances in this club's entire history. We're talking about Adelaide United nil, Newcastle 1 at home. Just an all-round grim night, a grim day. Um, where do you want to start with this one, Tommy? Because, yeah, what what the hell was that? That was... Uh, is dismal the right word? Is dismal enough? I'm already, I've already got my hands in the air. I'm just, I'm so just in absolute disbelief at what we witnessed. I've been going with the word grim. Grim's um, good, but we, we used grim last week about the Wellington I game. I know. It's, 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 that was the worst performance of the season. It's been a grim few weeks in general with, with the, um, the APL stuff and Adelaide's results have not been good. We were saying last night at the game that's now we've now got one point from what should have, what was a very winnable nine mm-hmm. with Perth to come next week. It's a possible twelve points. Uh, the most we can get out of it is four, but I don't think we can beat Perth if we play like that again. So not on this, not on this. You know, we're looking at maybe one or two points from a possible twelve there when. We were playing so well before the World Cup and we even I thought we actually played really well against Brisbane for the most part as well and should have mm. won that game but didn't close it out and then it's just turned to shit and then that effort last night, I don't know if it's just because it was like 40-odd degrees and we were already in a f- bit of a foul mood from that already but was it was it really that bad or are we going too hard here? What What was it? Maybe the 40 degrees thing is like a good point to pick up on. And can we just completely write the result off as the heat? Because like you said, we were pissed off in the stands. We got like, what, 15 minutes into an at-the-match pod and we were just like, no, nah, fuck this. It's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be our saying anything right yeah. now. Just we get were... me a good in pails. That's, that's, all I, that's all my body needs. We were trying to record content at the ground and in the build-up. It went out the window after maybe 20, 25 minutes, which I think, which is about the same time that Carl Viet says um, that we lost, we kind of (laughs) lost it. He said, he said he thought that we were pretty good for the first 20, 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think I tend to agree. We did look, we looked far more dangerous than Newcastle did. And then from there, it just really turned very one dimensional and poor. And there was no end product from anyone. It was, it was real bad. It kind of was a feature throughout the game because we did continue to get into areas in the second half. It was like like you just alluded to, it was the end product that really killed us. But, you know, the being on top for 20 minutes and then we noticed in the first half that he, he kind of tinkered with it a little bit and changed formations to try and combat the midfield areas that we were getting beaten in. It was a, fun, it was a funny old game because we dominated in every department, basically, except for shots on target. And that comes down to the, the clear-cut chances that we weren't able to manufacture despite getting into, like, really good areas. I mean, the big debate is is Kiddo right now and his ability, his ability to deliver a final third ball. I'm not sure where you sit on this one. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, we've had... Bait him into it. The, Get him uh... to say the line. Say the line. Oh, Sammy. the night shift... Uh... The night shift team's group chat has been uh, going off a bit because 
Cooper hates Ryan Kiddo, obviously, our social media guy. And uh, I it's quite been, like it's Ryan. He's been going Kiddo. off in circles. Um, I think MPL Ryan, but I still like him. Ryan is copying a lot, cops a lot of shit for um, his end product in this game, um, which I, is, is fair. But I also think there's a big problem if we're all relying on our left back to be our most positive source of attack, then we've got some issues. You know, mm, maybe not entirely, because you know there's heaps of teams in Europe that rely on their fullbacks to open up the game. I don't think no, I don't think they rely. They just have good fullbacks that are a, a big part of their attack. I don't think they rely on them. Last mm. night it looked like we were almost relying on Kido to do something. I think there's one. Is it because Craig Goodwin is so tightly marked now that our best outlet on the left hand side? is freeing up Kiddo to be able to make runs in deep because no one is tracking him week on week. No one tracks him. And, you know, Goodwin is obviously going to get marked out of games now. And so we need to figure out different ways to get him involved in different passages of play in order to get the best out of him. Yeah, I'm not sure that was the case last night even. I just thought uh, Craig was just a bit off his game, looked a bit off the pace, a bit underdone. He looked, looked hot um, and bothered. Because- like he had a big Christmas. Ryan and Craig have this really good relationship on that left-hand side. Now, we've spoken about it when we watch games where Goodwin sometimes drops deeper and comes inside to get on the ball and turns to face uh, the opposition defence. And that's when yeah. Kido tends to get in and around him and, you know, make those runs. And the, that worked, those are that good worked areas, a few man. times. But other than that, also, like, I don't think Goodwin wasn't being, like, marked super tight. Like, Newcastle were pretty narrow, especially after they went 1-0 up. They were tucked in pretty narrow letting us get it out wide because we were just looking so one-dimensional that they were just happy for us to do it and let us get it wide. And Craig didn't look all that dangerous um, throughout. And then uh, we'll get to it in a minute. But when when Aaron Kunda came on, he didn't look all that dangerous. He maybe had a few moments where he made some exciting runs. but Beat someone one-on-one. You know, yeah, it was, it was kind of half-assed a bit. Uh, Zach Clough started on the right wing, right? Crazy with Ethan crazy. as a ten, in, and then when we change in hindsight, to the, yeah, go on. Sammy, in hindsight, that's a crazy decision. I think it is crazy. I was just gonna, we'll, I'll just, I'm gonna yeah, bundle the two it. together because when we went to the four four two, cloth went to more of a ten or like a second striker next to Ibasuki, striker, yeah, and that meant Ethan Alligates was playing on the right wing, and I don't think either of them to me look like they're right wingers, but I've got much more tolerance for Ethan having a go than. <laughs> There's no need to get Ethan Alligic accustomed to playing on the right wing. Like, I, I, I guess, you know, he wanted to change it up in that instance and he wanted yep. to try and get uh, Dishcloth actually involved in the game. But it just, he kind of, he had some good moments. Like, we should try and inject some positivity in this. I thought he showed signs of a player that could like break the game open, like someone that could beat someone one-on-one in the, you know, the, that dividing line between the defense and the midfield. And it just, yeah, he needs yeah, I a think prolonged most, run of games. I think most of that was in that first 20, 25 minutes where we were the better side. Yeah. Uh, but, and this is where it was a crazy decision to start him after that point, dude, he was wrecked. Like the great thing about our home strips is that they start off a certain shade of red, and depending on how much you're sweating, they'll turn like a real obvious darker red, and you can you can visibly see which guys are absolutely <laughs> running their guts 
And Zach Love's shirt was like a blue almost by the 20th minute. A blue. Out there wearing blue. Uh, he was just started doing really just the sort of stuff that you do when you're tired and unfit. I don't know yeah. if he's unfit. I'm just assuming that because he's coming back from injury. I'm assuming it's been he's ages. I'm I'm assuming he's not at his peak fitness and he's come mm. out on a 40 degree day and then he started trying to do like little flicks and things and just like just really kind of lazy stuff or hitting mm. like no showing no composure and just really hurriedly trying to move the ball on. It was yep. just really poor. Yeah, in those instances, yeah. I like it would be great if a fit cloth. I'm gonna like I'm giving him a total pass on this, like total forgive run in this yeah. game. Um I just I wonder if you know when his intuition is and he's a bit sharper and he's had more game time, maybe those flicks come off and it's those kind of flicks that are gonna create dangerous opportunities for us in better areas than just getting it wide and whipping it back. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, happy to, happy to give him a run. What did you make of our midfield duo of Isaias oh, and Juande yesterday? Because I know up in the stands we were getting a bit tired of um, it may have just been, it's just one of those frustrating nights, but Juande was getting on our nerves a bit, especially with the way he was reacting to other players. And then Izzy uh, looked on, like you said, I think you said to me this morning on the stat sheet, kind of looks like he had a decent game, but uh, just when you take into consideration how one-dimensional we looked, you're looking for him to be a bit more creative there maybe, and maybe trying to find more space to open stuff up. Yeah. The double pivot is so 2021. Like we need to leave that shit in the past now. It was good and it worked to a point for whatever reason this season. It's just, it's so ill-effective. We're getting monstered in midfield and it's, we are, it's the fault of all of them. But at the same time, like we really need a more mobile second midfielder in there to support Aligic or if, if Aligic is that guy and then you bring cloth into that midfield, so you got a midfield three of, we need, we need the box to box guy. Yeah, who? Where is our box to box guy, Sam? We haven't had the we we've always talked about this having the 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 six, the ten, and the box to box to go with him. Well, that's um, how he's playing. We're, so we're still in. We have to it. do this. Yeah, yeah. We have that. It's almost like an Adelaide um, blueprint at the moment since the Spaniards came in and said we're going to play this kind of four three three. Um, you know, inside forward wingers, and you get the big post up guy that can score bangers, and then free roaming midfielder with the it's the support of the six and the and the eight in there. And it's like we're just I feel like we do have the players that could do it. We're just not finding the combination at the moment. And Izzy one day together just it's it's a men it's a menace pairing for de- yep. defensively. Like they just don't really offer as much cover as they should for two guys that just sit in and mark, you know, forward runners. But the moment you alluded to with the how one day was reacting to players. There was that one, there was one glaring missed part of like a missed challenge and Izzy and one day found themselves in the same position and it just left two oncoming runners at Popovich and like he had every right popper to ask one day, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. And the way one day dismissed him was just, that, that was grim. That was the grimmest part of the night for me. I was like, oh, no, don't yeah. start doing this kind of thing. It's not all done and dusted yet. Oh, that's interesting. You say it's not all done and dusted because you, you're a real uh, fly off the handle guy at the stadium. In the moment, aren't you? Yeah, not yeah. In the moment. Can I? I'll just give you this quote: "Sell them yeah. all, beat it back, sell them all." This is what you you reiterated this many times last night. Sell them all. You wanted to sell Izzy <laughs> one day and Javi Lopez. 
Yeah, and add in Lockie Byer as well. There's there's four in there that I would replace if I could. And this is like if you're talking no sentimentality, like no yeah. you know, awareness for what yeah. it does to the dressing room and exp- you know, just like that. Yeah. If you could replace those four guys at the A moment. Rash football manager decision. Exactly. Exactly. It's on FIFA. It's yeah. you know, it, it's bang it's in, you out. Release. Yeah, cut them. You're you're cut. I want to talk I admire, about I admire his hustle, but you cut. I want to talk about Javi Lopez, but first I want to finish off on this midfield. It's got to be when when are we going to see Johnny Yule? Exactly. Where's our box to box midfielder? When's, when's this guy going to play football? He might be on the pine. He might just be sitting there observing at the moment. He wasn't even. He wasn't on the bench last night. He wasn't even included. Yeah. No. So where is he in the stands and watching on? He was on the bench for the Wellington game though. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's an injury or something there or whatever, but I I don't think so. Not that I know of, but if there isn't, why is he not in there? Uh, why are we still like Cavallo? He's Cavallo needs a spell Ooh, out oh. of the squad in general, probably. I like him, but he needs a spell away. And I just don't understand how, especially if we're going to go on this run of shitty performances where we should be beating these teams and we're not. And some of the guys out there look absolutely spent and aren't doing their job. Cut your losses and give Johnny Yu a go. Let him play. That's it. That's it. And and in that same mode, it was nice to see uh, Madania come on. Um, yeah. Where, you know, whether or not he had enough minutes to influence the game or whether or not he performed that well is up for debate. But, it, you know, these these are the kind of players that we now just need to be kind of saying, oh, maybe we do need a little bit of new blood. Maybe we do need a, a good rotation system between the experienced pros and the young guys that can come in and fill their position. And it's not yeah. going to happen unless you play them. Yeah. This guy was like on- trialing for Chelsea and he's not playing for Adelaide United. Like, yeah, it's a bizarre situation. And I I likened it to a more giving Riley McGree his first start when he was 16 years old. And it's like, maybe this is this is what we need to do. This is what we did in the past. Mark Viduka yeah. was playing at 16. Like, if the guy's good enough and it looks to us that he's good enough, as good as some guys that have been given a run. Absolutely. That's the thing is he, he we all know for a fact that he's at least as good as some of the other guys that have been playing. So... Uh, I would love to see him get him in. Uh, now this one, Javi Lopez. Last few weeks, it may have started with the the penalty he gave away against Brisbane, and then a pretty average looking game against Wellington. And then last night, this guy looked like he. This guy was our. You had him as your player of the year last year. I had I him second, but it's only because of the godlike Craig Goodwin. Uh, had we not had a Craig Goodwin, Lopez would have been our player of the year last year by far. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the space of a season, all of a sudden, it looks like he's aged about five years in one go. Yeah, in the space of six weeks, because he was another one that was fine before the break. Like, I think he, he was wasn't... fine. He wasn't doing what he did last year, though. Mm, yeah, exactly. Uh, now, he looks a shell of the guy that it, that we know. Yeah. And, you know, there was a big rap. Uh, I was reading a Twitter thread about him. And, like, he, for, like, 10 consecutive seasons came up against the best players in Spain week in, week out. Yeah. He's a, he's been hugely underrated in his time here. He has, and definitely. It would just it would be such a shame to like see him just start to wilt before our eyes. Yeah. I always thought he would just call it quits when he felt that the time was right. That's what I'm worried about. Um he just looked last night it was off the pace. It was sloppy. Um he he just wasn't able to get forward and make those kind of overlapping runs or anything like it we've seen him do. Um, 
gave the ball away so many times. It put a lot of pressure on Cloth uh, and Cloth and Aligic when they both played on the right. It put mm. a lot of pressure on Aaron Kunda when Aaron Kunda came on and played on the right and didn't have didn't have a lot of support out there with him. Was left to kind of just take it on himself. No one overlapping. Um, mm. You know, it, we didn't have the midfielders in there to help either. So. <laughs> It was just kind of left out there on the right with the ball, but yeah. When you having, when you put it like when you put it like that, dude, pretty shambolic performance, wasn't it? It was pretty shambolic. I, I feel like sometimes we we go pretty hard on the night, and we think, "Wow, that was that was honestly absolutely shocking." And then today, I was trying to think. I was like, "Oh, is it that bad?" And when we started this pod, I thought, "All right, let's tee off. This was horrible." And then you had me thinking, "Oh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't that bad." And we're just overreacting a bit. It was forty degrees, but. You know, take the weather out of it. You've still got to perform. This is how it is in this league. Newcastle got three points that we should have gotten. It was 40 degrees for Newcastle as well. So you can't... They they did that thing where one shot, one goal, yep. sit in. Like they were going to sit in all game. And they, they were just basically saying, come on, do do something. Yeah, It's up to you. You have to do it. And we didn't, we didn't fucking do it. So yep. congratulations, Newcastle. Um, I'm not going to begrudge them these three points. Because um, no. I thought I thought they had some good individual performances, like that that thirty three, the centre back uh, Natter, Mark, Mark Natter. Natter. I thought both I thought their centre backs were pretty solid. To be honest, Jordan Elsie was pretty uh, solid there as well. We can't say that that you're not allowed Apparently to say not. that. People were booing Elsie Pop- last night, losing their pockets of booze around the stadium. That's uh, that's not on on this podcast, but clearly for a guy that's won a, plenty of trophies for Adelaide, come on. Clearly, there's a large contingent of people that you know. Nuffies. Like <laughs> Nuffies. Nuffies. He's a trader. Um, yeah, I think they like he had a pretty interesting duel with Ibasuki where they would kind of both Ibasuki would, you know, hold him off and win a great ball out the air and shield mm-hmm. it and play it off to someone. And then the next time Elsie would win the header on him. It was a good mm-hmm. battle there. Um I think uh complete forgive for Ibu as well. It turns out he had turkey tummy. So yeah. Poor guy. But on, yeah, on Newcastle, they're two centre backs. Obviously, Satirio, the goal scorer. Piscopo, we know, is dangerous. And Mikel Tadze, who I think is one of the better players in this competition, mm-hmm. probably deserves better service sometimes than what he gets at Newcastle. And overall, I just this year, I just think Newcastle have been a pretty awful side, like together. Obviously, they have some decent individuals that can perform, like we saw last night. But they overall, as a team, I think they're pretty poor. And I don't think they were. Super, I don't think they were any good last night either. Like, I just, no, we were just nothing awful. about nothing about that performance impressed me from Newcastle. Um, and you know that can't sound salty because I've already congratulated you. They they weren't great, and that game would have just been fucked for the neutral. Like, why the hell would you have watched that? That's a terrible advert for the A League. It was one. Um, all right, so we got but, Perth coming up next week. Oh yeah, Monday night. Um. Jesus, looking grim at the moment. Uh, we need, we have to win. We said we needed six points from these two home games, Newcastle and Perth. We haven't even gotten a draw out of the first one. You know, when you when we add in, <laughs> like I said earlier, when we add in the Wellington and Brisbane games, you know, that's twelve really gettable points. Um, we have to win this to get get at least four out of them. Yeah, I'm worried though. Because you know Perth drew with Wellington on the weekend, and if you go by boxing rules, we're fucked. <laughs> boxing rules were fucked. Yeah. Um, predictions? Do you want to do a prediction? They oh. are bottom. They have seven points. 
Well, I made a I made a prediction for the Newcastle game that was at least four goals wrong. And so what to predict? I don't know. What Adelaide turns up, the same one that we just saw. Is Halloran back in? Is that going to be a good thing? I'm sure. I've I've no idea what's going to happen. With I think we our initial plan was to wait and record after the Perth game. To have two home games within a week and just see how we go. But it's, last night was so bad that we didn't end up doing the at the match. So we're doing it now. And I just I don't know what to predict because I just don't know what we're going to turn up with. Our best and worst this year, as we've now seen, has been worlds apart. We were flying, was- had a great opportunity to go second. And now you look at the mm-hmm. table and we're, after nine games, we're 3-3-3. Three, three, three. three wins, three draws, three losses. That's which it. Clinging. Ordinary. Clinging onto the six. It was only, what, five weeks ago that we beat Victory 3-0. And now we're, yeah. we're talking like this. It's such a chasm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is. I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. All right. Well, maybe maybe we should. I should just add in there. We're definitely a form team, and so if we perform badly like this for five or six games, we usually swing the pendulum back and perform well for five or six games. So not not all hope is lost. We can get on a run. We do go on runs, and we do have a a lot of the home games to come in the second part of the season. So. Fingers crossed we can turn around. Fingers crossed starts uh, in the new year on Monday. Yep, let's go. Come on, Adelaide. Yeah, let's do it, Adelaide. <laughs> he says with all the confidence in the world. Uh, get around us on social media. Check out the the pages, Twitter, Facebook, especially if you're going on there, especially uh, call out Cooper and his Ryan Kiddo hate. Uh, just or call him out for anything, something. What did you say he had last week? Some sort of shoe thing? It was a foot thing. Yeah, he's got a he's got a foot a foot interest. Yeah, there you more go. More de- more developed than Tarantino, like really perverse. But that's it's neither here nor there. That's not really. <laughs> it's like whether Glover should have been suspended or not. It doesn't. Whatever side you fall on, you're kind of a pervert. So don't don't worry about it. <laughs> we might wrap it on that note. See you later. <sighs> Come on, Adelaide.